0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. It's
1: fine. Hey. You can
2: have Vlade train you and Victoria can train me. Does that work for you?
1: That works for me. I have no complaints.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Victoria well from that Animal Planet show. I forget what, what it's called.
1: It's me or, it's the, me dog. or
2: the dog. Awesome show. She's going to be on today. She's, she's going to be on CBS this week on a, a new program called Greatest American Dog, sort of reality dog training. And she, she is hot. She is hot. And of course, you think the same thing about Vlade. You, I've noticed you've actually posted the picture. He's in a magazine this month. We'll talk about it in just a second. <laughs> I have and it all you, over the you studio. You have the picture all over the studio. Yes. I don't know what... To, there's, there's an homage to you here, Vlade.
3: Vlade. I think uh, Judy likes me. I cannot say more than that. (laughs) You have to be careful now. What do we have coming up today? Oh, today you cannot believe. We're going to talk about three hilarious things which, uh, you know, dog, neither human cannot do at the same time. And also about five quickest tips I will share with you, listeners, how to get respect out of your dog in no time.
2: Also, this weekend on Animal Radio, Anthony Quinn's son, Francesco. Francesco. I wish I had a name like that. Francesco Quinn joining us. And from our dream team of experts, Dr. Jill answering your questions. But first, and no stranger to Animal Radio, we welcome back Animal Communicator Extraordinaire, Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing?
4: I'm wonderful. How, how about yourself?
2: I'm itching to go to the phones.
4: Okay, well then, let's do it.
2: 1-866-405-8405 to talk to your pet. I guess you can do it if they're alive or not alive. Is, is that what the deal is?
4: That's true. They can either be in their body or crossed over, and it's pretty much all the same to me. Okay. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Midge. Hi, Midge.
2: How you doing?
4: I'm doing fine.
2: You are on with Joy Turner.
4: Hi, Midge. Yeah. Hi. Can you tell me who you would like to talk to today? I'd like to talk to Mouse. He's a a huge gray cat. We lost him, and we don't understand how it even happened. He just never has really left our yard without us. We were out of town, and uh, he was found about 50 to 100 yards away, and he had been, you know, really, like, eaten. Okay. Hang on a second while I get him. Pardon me? Uh, Hold on a minute while I get him. Okay. 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 Mouse, first of all, the first thing he says to tell you is he is sorry. Oh, good. He was out. He decided to get adventurous. Hmm. He said he doesn't know exactly what but something bigger than him. Um, Do you have coyotes around where you live? Yes, we do. It feels like that to me when he shows me what it felt like that grabbed him. Did did the animal come into our yard? He says yes. Okay. And again he says he's sorry. He was just being a little more adventurous than normal. Uh, it was he, he's an was an older cat and we just loved him. He chose us so long ago. <laughs> he says, "Yes, he loves you and he really needs you to understand." That he hears you when you talk to him or you think about him, okay, so you can talk to him anytime you want to. you may not hear him, but he always hears you and he always feels your love okay, good and he wants to know if there's anything that he can do to help your heart not hurt so much? just to know that he didn't suffer, gosh, that's been so awful. I could imagine that he said no he his neck broke, and he was gone. Pretty much as soon as the, it um, feels like, he calls it a dog, but it feels like a coyote to me.
5: Hm.
4: Almost as soon as that grabbed him, his neck was broken no. and he was gone. No, there's not loose dogs here. Okay. Uh, it's just occasional coyotes and there's a cougar. Okay, well, it doesn't feel like a cougar. It feels like a, a dog-type animal got him, so it must be the coyote. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Mitch.
2: Joy, if somebody wants to talk to you during the week, how can they do that?
4: They can go to talkwithyouranimals.com. They can email me at joy at talkwithyouranimals.com.
2: And, of course, you can get your Joy Turner fix five days a week at animalradio.com. Joy, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon again.
4: Thank you very much,
6: Hal. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com.
2: Log on. Learn more. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: In just a couple of minutes, minutes, Victoria Stillwell is joining us. See, she makes me talk yeah, like that. You
1: can always stutter when you try to say her name.
2: Well, you know, we've had celebrities, we've had legends, heads of states, all kinds of icons on Animal Radio. Go with me on this, okay? Uh,
1: um, yeah. Well, of course we have. We're Animal Radio.
2: But she's the first one that just, she makes me nervous. She's <laughs> hot. She can train me anytime. And whenever her show's on uh, Animal Planet, I'm watching it. And of course, don't forget this Thursday on CBS. She's just, what, what's
1: this, the name of that program? The Greatest American Dog.
2: Greatest American Dog. Okay, we'll give you, we'll post all that information at animalradio.com. That's at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific and Eastern on CBS right now, Dr. Jill, how are you doing, Dr. Jill?
7: Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing?
2: Very beautiful day here. What about there in Z? Uh,
7: it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We had a lot of storms this weekend, but today it's beautiful.
2: Good. I'm glad you're drying out there. That whole part of the country, there, especially the Midwest, seen a lot of water and a lot of animals, yeah, of
7: course, displaced
1: yeah. because of it. We're so it's dry. horrible.
7: But you know, those Midwesterners are tough people. They're out there sandbagging and helping their their neighbors. They're um, it's a different breed out in the Midwest.
2: They're a rougher, tougher type than I know than yeah. we are here in the West. What kind <laughs> of wusses here in the
7: West? In New Jersey, we just try to save ourselves and get away. <laughs> but in Iowa, they want to they help each other.
2: In a couple of minutes, we're going to go to the phones to answer some questions. Listener questions at one 405 8405 But we have questions here at the Animal Radio Studios, and we hear these same questions on the phone line. So we figured, why not ask them? We'll, we'll probably uh, kill a few birds with one stone. Why do we, why can't we come up with another? That's such a horrible analogy. I know. So killing yeah. birds with cats have allergies. I think that's what they have. These cats here have allergies and they're they're scratching their foreheads around their ears and it seems that it may be seasonal it seems that uh, for us we have cats that go out into a cattery they're not outdoor cats but they do uh-huh. go outside and there's a lot In of a cat bud-
3: fence cattery it, it's
2: actually a dog run repurposed uh, for a, for a cattery um, okay they're all itching, all have red ears, and let's see. In the, in the last couple of days, we got two emails from people in this area, and one from somebody in Las Vegas asking about this very same thing. Uh, do cats get allergies this time of year, and what is the best way to deal with them if that's indeed what it is?
7: Well, it, you know, just from listening to you, it sounds like they it sounds like some type of an allergy. The problem is, is it's hard to figure out what they're allergic to because it could be so many different things, and different skin conditions can look exactly alike. If it's around the head and the neck, it probably, I mean, it most likely isn't a flea allergy. Usually flea allergies are scratching all over and mainly above their tail bed, but they, they could scratch on their head. Um, it could be something, you know, pollen or, or changing, you know, in the grass or the environment. It could be so many different things that it could be, and it could even be food allergies, but it would be weird for them all to have it at one time. So the the problem is is, you know, if you look at the cat's, a, you know, a veterinarian can look at the cats, and you really can't tell what they're allergic to. They can just see signs of, of allergies, which are itching and scratching and pulling the hair out. And the little bumps, do you feel bumps on their head? Well,
2: on their ears?
7: Yeah, the little tiny bumps. Mm-hmm. It feels like um, someone put pepper on them or mm-hmm. something.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: That sounds like it's, it's miliary dermatitis where the skin is irritated, and there's a little tiny... Um, like little bumps are, are on their skin. So it's it's very classic signs for allergies. The way to figure out what's wrong with them is to actually see a veterinarian. And I always recommend to see a veterinary dermatologist if you can find one in your area. And veterinary dermatologists are similar to human dermatologists. They're experts in that field, and they can do some testing. They They do all kinds of intensive testing, and they can find out exactly what it is. And, you know, it could be an inhaled allergy, it could be something they're eating that's an allergy, or it could be a contact allergy. So they do some things to figure out what it is and they can help um, get your pets back to normal pretty quickly. So
2: really the only way to determine is is take them to the vet and let them, and something probably should not be ignored. Is that correct in most cases?
7: Yeah, it shouldn't be. You know, if they're all itchy and scratchy, and especially the malolary dermatitis, it can get even worse, and they're just not comfortable. There are some things you can do to give them relief at home before you bring them into the vet. You can give them, um, you know, a bath with something like oatmeal, which is a natural soothing um ingredient you could shampoo them and rinse it really well but it's it's really not safe to give them any other you know any medication at home unless you do talk to your vet because some things that could be completely safe for us can be very dangerous to your cat
1: what happens if you leave it untreated
7: you know if you leave it untreated it irritates the cats and the cats scratch at their ears and they can really de- you know um, deform their ears from scratching and, and um, I have a cat that was a street cat and she looks like she's a scottish fold. Her ears are all flipped over if you look at her from far away and if you feel her ears they're very thick with connective tissue because she probably had ear mites for years and no one had treated her and she just her ears were all crunchy and crumpled up and they they looked horrible when i found her oh are Um, scottish folds
2: more predisposed to this
7: no they just have a naturally flipped over ear so when people see my cat They think she's a special breed. And then you look at her closely. Oh, I see. Because from far away, it looks like she has, her ears are flipped over on Mm. purpose, Mm -hmm. like a Scottish fold. But when you look closer, you see that they're all, you know, gnarly and, and, you know, scratched up and thickened. (laughs) Mm. But she looks, she's like a Monet. She looks really good (laughs) from far away.
2: (laughs) Just
6: like me. Up
7: close, she ain't no, you know, she ain't no beauty.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
9: Vinnie Penn, the party animal coming back at you. And and I'm going to stay on the cat issue. Uh, Last uh, installment, I tackled the cat people. I'm going to do it again. I was at a friend's house the other night, just moved in. uh, with a, a new girl, and we're, we're sitting there. We're sitting at the kitchen table, having a couple of beers, having a good time. All of a sudden, her cat just hops up on the table. It's just allowed to just walk across this table. Uh, I've heard of this before. I've heard of certain cat owners who are like, you know, the cat can do whatever it wants. It's allowed to walk right across the counter and, and step right over your sandwich, for God's sake. I know she would have French kissed the cat if the cat came up to her and was so inclined to slip that sandpaper tongue into her owner's mouth. But... You know, I'm just sitting at the table, and it's like, do you wipe it down afterwards? You know, if you guys throw a bag of chips here, is this cat going to be allowed to, like, walk right by me and and plug right into the bag and, and have as much food as it wants? The worst part is this girl's got a kid. The kid came walking into the room, and she said, don't come in here tracking your mud off of the sneakers. Now, let me get this right. This animal that has just been pleasuring itself and and doing who knows what else around the house and down in the basement and in the wall and wherever else can walk across the area where you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But your son can't walk into the kitchen with his shoes on. What is going on with cat owners? Imagine if the dog jumped up on the table like that and walked across the table like that. What would there'd be absolute pandemonium? But this is yet another cat owner who has decided she runs the house. I think it's funny. She's a diva. That's what, that's what she was saying that night. She's a diva. Your cat's a diva. I thought we as a society really were kind of anti diva. I thought we didn't like divas. But when it comes to cats, we admire it. We admire their brazen attitudes. Um <laughs> I won't be back to that house for a bite to eat. Uh, and and if I will, I'm gonna be the guest over there wearing latex gloves, uh, when Monday night football starts up. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. <laughs> Hi,
4: this is Lindy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter.
2: Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet.
10: Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans?
11: Ew, gross.
10: Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year.
11: And that's it?
10: Yep. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections.
1: Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit RedCross.org or PetCentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross.
10: Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new Fish Sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And Fish Sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog Fish Sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com.
2: animal radio celebrating our connection with our pets thanks for joining us 1-866-405-8405 is the number love to hear from you if you have a question a medical question our on-call vet dr jill will be joining us this hour also, Victoria Stillwell will be joining us. She's a hot, hot trainer. Okay. She can she can train me anytime. She's a uh, you know that, uh, and I am going to ask her about this that Robert Palmer video, "Addicted to Love." Uh huh. Does she look like something right out of that? She actually does, doesn't she? I wonder if she, she's probably been told that a million times. And of course, she's on CBS this Thursday night. Uh, for greatest American dog, she's one of the judges, and she'll tell us all about that in just a couple of minutes. Vlade, how you doing? You want to go to the phones?
3: You know, CBS contacted me. They put uh, top uh, dog something top dog show, but the uh, role which they offered to me was very shallow, so I refused it nicely. I know it was just like comp- com- competing with different. I mean. Um, It's competing with my dog against another people for some type of evidence trial, like top American dog. That's not...
2: Greatest American dog?
3: Yeah, something. They call me first. And who's your agent? That would have been great, Vladdy. That's what we're
2: talking about. It's this Thursday on CBS. It's a big ass. Deal. I'm amazed you
3: turned it down you know, all over it, the country, Vladimir. I know, but it's it's two it's a two man so the two people. It's not. Oh, no, man. No. I would like to have my own show. So this well, would have been your first stepping step. stepping stone. You, yeah. That would have been no, your first step. No, it, uh, I knew what contest uh, the cont- content is. Uh, I spoke with the producer a couple of times. You know who referred me to that? Uh, your friend er- Arden. Arden.
2: Arden Moore.
3: Yeah. Hmm. It's the second See, time people she's talking a conversation. I would like to get something reality show when the bloody goes and fixing the dogs across the country, going to the people's home okay, and do what? what I, my strongest... That would have minutes. been
8: a...
2: Yeah, okay, let's just Two levels
3: above that, though. Two, no, it's on. not. Do you have a caller? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> so go ahead, shoot me. Hi, who's this?
2: Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you? Very well. You are on with the world-famous Russian dog wizard... Vlade.
3: Hi, Cheryl. You don't need to uh, understand here. I mean, he's just sometimes (laughs) says something. with Even I don't understand.
4: Okay.
3: Okay. So, go ahead.
4: Um, I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old English Cracker Spaniel rescue dog. Okay.
3: God bless your heart.
4: (laughs) We are having... I have two dogs. One I don't have problems with that was a rescue. This one uh, we've had her for about two years. And... Every time, well, when we got her and we got her home and she was here, she was wild. She had never had any lessons in anything. So we worked really hard with her. I did have a trainer with her. She was a submissive peer, urinator.
8: Okay. Most
4: most of that we've gotten rid of. But what she does, if we go away, or she did this very early on, she has several times over the course of the two years, urinated on the bed with me in it
3: okay so uh, with you in so, so she jumps uh, on the bed while you're sleeping
4: no no she'll she'll be on the bed and if I'm and I'm awake this usually has happened after we, when we first got her and then a couple of other times through that time when we got home from traveling Now when we travel, I have a house sitter. It's been the same person always. Okay. So it's not like we're crating her in a kennel. And she is crate trained Mm -hmm. anyway. But she Mm -hmm. will be right next to me. She'll, I'll look at her and I'll be petting her and she'll just pee.
3: Okay, Cheryl, she's not supposed to be in the bed in the first place. You know that. <laughs> What's wrong with you, America? I mean, you guys understand privacy and independence. We don't put the kids in the bed too often. But when, you know, uh,. Hell, you know what? Sometimes the people, when I tell the, my clients, don't put the dog in your bed. And a lot of people in this country look at me like I just asked them to commit a murder. You know what? You know? I do,
2: too, because I really love sleeping with my dogs and my cats. Yeah. Y-
3: you know, Cheryl, if I would be sleeping with you in your bed, I would not listen to you either, <laughs> you know? So, so <laughs> it is so simple. Uh, listen, She uh, does
4: it other times as well, though. I, I, okay. do, I do let, need let to me a, that...
3: Let me ask you first. If she's peeing somewhere else beside the bed, tell me.
4: She has a doggy door that she uses. She goes out into the okay, yard. Okay, so she
3: not, she's not peeing in your house beside the bed. Am I no, right?
4: No, occasionally okay. if somebody comes in, you know, a new uh-huh. person, and they bend okay. down to pet her if my son is putting the leash on to take her out, bending over her.
3: Okay, okay. Let, let me tell you, let me fix that one. And you know, uh, instead of bending over, what I wanted to do, I would like to bend it over, but give her American cheese. as you, or some delicious cookie without eye contact, and bend it over 10, 20 times per day, and give her treats. Uh, okay. You know, You know why? Because why? you cannot pee. And chew and swallow at the same time. As a matter of fact, yeah, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I just recently had a class with one, a big shot here in Michigan. He's a professor of human urology, you know, the big shot. You know, yeah. I came in and he didn't want to talk to me, even though, you know, I'm a celebrity trainer, and he just, you know, he, his house was like a headquarter of Microsoft, you know, five floors. And I don't care. You know, those Russians, you know, they just come in, you know. I mean, you have to admit who I am, and uh, you have a great sense of Russian greatness in my heart. So I just came in, and, I, and he said to talk me about that, and I said to him, listen, the same thing. You know, he had the same problem like you, and he said, listen, when you come in... Give your dog cheese or kalbasa or treats. No, I can't that. Just give it before you do anything else. So you have a problem or bending over, bend it over with kalbasa. Okay? He said, why? I said, because you cannot chew and swallow and pee at the same time. You're a professor of urology. You're supposed to know that. He said, really? I said, yeah, this is kalbasa. Go in the bathroom and try. You say, wow, I didn't know that. So that's the key is, okay, that's the thing, how you're going to fix it. Now, second thing, I don't want that dog jump, I'm serious, I don't want that dog jump on, the, on your bed. And what I want you to do, yeah. use the system of uh, balloons. Uh, inflate five, six balloons, uh, like air balloons, Air okay. balloons hell if you don 't understand whether well, something translate, please I mean I understand air.
2: we all understand air balloons okay okay, thank you sometimes like at I speak your birthday with the, last week you had balloons with,
3: exactly sometimes I speak with the Michigan accent that 's the problem is <laughs> so I put inflate those ba- ba- balloons, whatever you call it in English, tape them, you know that tape them to the yeah. bed uh, around so the dog would see it uh, five six we need it, and after that, put her on the leash and say. Come on, baby, I wanna jump, and ball. I wanna jump. Don't tell her jumps. jump; it, it might be fair. You're just provoking issue. Wanna... As she comes close, pop balloon and make that sound. Ah, push. She backs off. Mm-hmm. Do it a couple of times. Okay, she gonna jumps out of the bed with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. Okay, and don't tell me it's not unfair because don't be like the person who wants to eat a cake and have it too. Okay, we don't yeah. want her right now jump on the, on the, on the bed, period, because we want to keep her away from that area for a while. Okay, yeah. so do it a couple of times and after leave those balloons for a while hanging around. The dog is the creature of habit. She will look at those balloons and backs up. So that's gonna take care of the symptoms. Now, the cause of this problem is separation anxiety. You're absolutely right. So I wanna diminish your attention toward your dog. Play on another side of the scale. No kissing, no hugging. Remember, if the kissing and hugging would be enough, my business would not be thriving. Okay? So uh-huh. kissing and hugging is not the priority here. What is the priority is to meet your dog's major needs, which is physical and mental. Take your dog in your backyard, make your dog run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, whatever she likes to chase, two times per day, 10, 15 minutes. Put the leash and collar and work with your dog around your house. Make your dog be tired. Tired dog is the dog is a good dog, like a tired old husband is a good husband. You know, that's old the old lady knows. Okay? <laughs> <'Cause I'm> not... <laughs> Go um... ahead, Debra.
4: So basically, tire
3: her out and just train her. Tire her out and keep her away from the area. That's it. Okay. And uh, no welcome home celebrations. <laughs> okay. No kissing and hugging her constantly. A little bit give her cold shoulder. You know what a cold shoulder yes, means? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, walk through your house like the Russian tank, like okay, the Oprah walks do I sometimes. Have to
4: do this. Well, what about the other dogs?
3: As long control? as she, as long as she stops peeing in your bed you have to break that separation anxiety. Your your scale is out of control. Yes. You have to put a little bit heavy weight on another side to balance the scale. Once it's balanced, you can ease it up the structures, but right now that's you got to do. Another dog should be treated in the same way. And don't uh, because otherwise you're going to break hierarchy between them.
8: Yes. How and there's nothing bad that?
3: about this. Your dog wants to be treated as the dog. Yeah. You know, you want to treat your dog as the human, it's okay. But treat, the dog as, treat your dog as the dog before you treat your dog as the human. Some humans must be treated as the dogs before you can start treating them as the humans. You know yeah. that. I meet the yeah. people like that every day.
4: How do I know if she's better? Because I don't really notice momentary day-to-day problems. You know, she this, this she came with... This nervousness, this anxiety. And just okay, when we uh, think it's better, then she does something again. Like months of no, no, she'll no. do well.
3: You know how you know that? You do, I mean, you got to listen to them. You have This is things. I mean, I'm seeing these things ten times per day. I mean, okay. it's a thousand dogs been for me. you got to do two things. Now, if you want to get a faster result, check the pri- product by name ProQuiet. Pro. Quiet. Pro Quiet. Um, Quiet. This is the ProQuiet. This is a product based on L-treptophan, which is turkey has, amino acid. So give it to her every day on top of everything which I said that will calm her down as well. So now you're going to hit them all. You, get her, you address her needs. You increase her confidence. You break dependency on you. And now you can a little bit make her relax by using uh, ProQuiet you know that's the mm-hmm. that's the quickest way to to and more effective way to deal with your problem.
8: Okay. Okay?
4: Yes.
3: Thank you very much.
4: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for Bye. your call today. I think you could use that same um uh balloon trick on your husband if you want to keep him out of the bed too. <laughs> I'm
3: just If it's old if it's old husband yeah, or the young husband, it. it depends on the it depends how old is the husband, you know. <laughs> if it's young husband, you don't want to put the balloons around. <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank
3: you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's why when the Vladi talk, the phone is hooked Because, you know, I just tell the truth. I said, yes. Hey.
12: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Thinking of flying to Florida with Fido? Lisa Weisberg from the ASPCA says the safest place for your pet is under your seat in the main cabin. Be sure your pet is properly identified with your contact information. A checkup with the vet is always a good idea. Some short-nosed breeds like pugs and bulldogs have trouble getting enough air in flight. Contact your travel agent to find out what animal health documents might be required where you're going. You'll also want to get your pet familiar with the carrying case by letting them spend some relaxing, non-flying time in there. For more information, you and Fido can log on to www.aspca.org slash travel tips. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. The
2: Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. You're not finally something
4: that works. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently. Even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet.
5: Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
2: Well, happy Fourth of July weekend from all of us here at Animal Radio. Please have a very safe weekend with your pets. And coming up in just a few minutes, Francesco Quinn. He's the son of uh, Anthony Anthony Quinn. Quinn.
1: Francesco.
2: He's a big animal lover. He's on the way. Also, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And I'm going to ask him why I can't sleep with my dog. He says you should not allow your dog or cat in bed with you. Oh, come on!
1: Why everybody
2: does that. You know what else I discovered? What's that? During the last break, that if you actually play Vlade backwards, uh huh, you get Caesar Milan. Listen,
8: you,
3: your scale is out of control. It's not alive! It's not alive! It's not- hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not
5: doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced.
6: This is an Animal Radio News Update.
11: I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. U.S. Marshals working with the FDA confiscated pet food stored at a Midwest Petco distribution center due to rodent contamination. Last Thursday's raid on the Illinois warehouse was carried out because the agency suspected the food, all FDA-regulated animal food, may have been contaminated by pests and rodents. Petco company spokesman said they acted aggressively to address any concerns that were raised at the distribution center that serves 16 states. So far there have been no reports of animals getting sick. The crippling spring floods inundating the Midwest have workers from Missouri's Humane Society on alert for stray pets, but society officials who expected to be handling hundreds of animals say the numbers are very low. The Humane Society worked hard at getting the word out ahead of time, and pet owners got out with their animals before the floodwaters rose. One Humane Society official said, quote, After Katrina, people got the word, take your animals with you, end quote. In Missouri, residents who weren't able to take their pets into shelters were told where to board them temporarily. Veterinarians opened their offices to become temporary kennels, and so did the Pike County Fairgrounds, who took in six dogs and a miniature horse named Charlie. Environmentally concerned pet owners in the Big Apple were treated to some global saving ideas at Manhattan's Going Green with Pets conference at the Metropolitan Dog Club last weekend. Earth-conscious pet owners were given the recipe for creating biodegradable kitty litter and taught how to choose the best organic shampoo for their poodles. The multi-billion dollar pet care industry sees the green-minded pet owners as an up-and-coming niche worth hundreds of millions of dollars in the U.S. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: Well, as Judy, you may know... Because I brag. hmm My dad was, uh, he's the guy in the Solo Flex commercials. The big, <laughs> and uh, I'm not the, I don't look a lot like him. I don't have the big buff muscles.
1: You're the kind that gets the sand kicked in his face on the beach. Living in his
2: shadow is quite a burden for me. For Anthony Quinn's son, the late Anthony Quinn, Never never has been a big burden. We have him as a special guest today. Francesco Quinn is joining us. Hi, Francesco. How are you doing?
13: How you doing? I wonder where you were going with that. <laughs> you know
2: what? Uh, so did
13: I. With the whole burden of the dad thing, I was wondering where you were going with that.
2: <laughs> hey, you're going to be on TV tonight on the Hallmark Channel doing a Gunfighter's Pledge. What is that?
13: Yes. That is a, a Western, good old-fashioned Western done by the wonderful people at Hallmark. With good guys, bad guys, guns, black hats, and fair hats, ah. and that's the way you tell the bad guys from the good guys. <laughs>
1: and what kind of hat are you wearing?
13: Always a black hat. Right? Oh, so, always a black hat. So
1: you're a bad guy in this flick here.
13: Yeah. Well, here I'm a torn bad guy. I'm the I'm the sheriff of the town. Uh-huh. The town is run by C. Thomas Howell, his character, and he wants to overrun all the neighboring properties so that he can own a larger town. Uh And basically he's using the sheriff and the sheriff's uh, badge to do so and the sheriff's men. Uh, as a sheriff, you know, you want to uphold the law, but you also want to get the 10% that he's offered you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, just like my agent. You know what I mean? So, you know,
2: really, that's <laughs> most everyone that's politics, your agent, uh, sheriffs of the old time there.
1: So your agent wears a black hat, too? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Luke Perry plays opposite you, right?
13: Yeah, Luke Perry is the good guy.
1: Now, do you like doing the
2: Westerns?
13: Do I know? love it. You know, we had a Western nominated for the Academy Award this year. We were so proud, um you know when i say we always you know always uh when when you're in a film with people you don't you don't put yourself uh you don't try and be, be selfish about it which is you you make everybody uh, uh, a partner in in your endeavor um and that was a film called the tonto woman mm-hmm. uh, which i starred in and uh and this film is uh, is uh, uh, just as good. It's, it's just a fantastic film. It's going to be a great western. And uh, the other one was written by Elmo Leonard. This one wasn't. But 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 I think it, it, along the same lines. It, you know, westerns are good, easy, simple pieces to understand. Mm. Your first movie was
2: Platoon. Far from a western.
13: Right. Yeah, far from a western. Although 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 um, similar you know we did we did to the indians kind of what uh yeah. later on we did in the war yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. what uh,
2: what was it like uh of course growing up in the shadow of of dad did you feel pressured to go into acting or did it come naturally were you in that world what uh
13: kind of kind of came because my father told me i wanted to become a director and my father said well well uh, it's not that easy let's go into acting first and then, if you want to direct, you could go into directing, but let's see if you know what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, you gotta be able to talk to actors, um, and understand what the actors are going through. And, uh, so I went into acting, and somebody made the mistake of telling me that I was good. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing yeah, you like, could do. There's your ego right there. Yeah.
2: You may have that acting ego but you you are very involved with the animals because I can google uh your past animal experience and f- find out that you've been involved in everything from freeing Lolita I guess Lolita was a uh was she a whale?
14: Whale she she she
13: still is a whale she's being freed <laughs> uh through the efforts of Raul Julia Levy right now. Oh
2: that's still the happening. President
13: Clinton? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in a private uh, tank. and she's made the man the money that he needs to make. And, uh, it just needs to be, she just needs to be back with her, with her family. And, and strangely enough, you know, pods remember, uh, they don't forget.
8: Wow. And,
13: uh, she hasn't forgotten.
8: Uh-huh. And,
13: uh, it's one of those wonderful plights to, to put her back into her pod. You know, it's not like what they were trying to, like, you know, free this animal that can't fend for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, right. she's going to be followed, she's going to be taken, well taken care of.
2: Is a pod like a family of or a school of
8: whales? yeah, okay yes yes what?
13: and uh, and she'll be she'll be with her extended family. they'll remember her I mean through sounds and sight and touch I mean they're they're wonderful, wonderful mammals.
2: very smart, very so very, very, very smarter than humans. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> well, they wouldn't do that I'm, to us. Some humans, yeah.
2: They wouldn't answer that question. That's the thing. <laughs> Any animals at home, Francesco? Uh, I
13: I, uh, I I I revel in the horses that I get to act to opposite of or, or with. Actually, um, I I love those. I don't. I my kids just got two two baby chicks and those turned out to be a, a, a nightmare. What
8: like, <laughs> so like happened?
13: Uh just, you know, poo poo everywhere and <laughs> feed everywhere and uh-huh. you know, like, you know, we we don't really live on the countryside although I have a nice property where it's not really in the countryside. I mean, it's up in the hills out, 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 out off Air. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not like you should, you know. I, I prefer goats, uh personally, <laughs> and maybe maybe a couple pygmy ponies, like <laughs> But but I guess the chicks were were getting too hard. My daughter has a horse.
8: Uh-huh.
13: We keep, we keep at a stable, and um, and we've always had dogs ex- except for now only because we got two six year old kids and unless, unless they get to clean up their own poop, um, <laughs> I ain't cleaning up no more poop than I already have to. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you know I got kitty poop to be to clean up. That's oh. enough for now.
1: Did you have any pets growing up as a child?
13: Yeah, we we always had we always had at least two dogs at our property in Italy. Um mostly outdoor outdoor dogs, dogs that lived and uh outside and you know, um but they were mostly shepherds. Um started with white Alsatians and then went into German shepherds and mostly shepherds all our lives. And the last two that just passed away, Diana and Zeus, um, we'd had well Zeus was almost twelve and uh Diana was eleven and we had them we had for about for you know all those years and uh-huh. so it's 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 hard when you lose an animal and then you have to you know go out and get another one and then you figure ah, uh, you know uh, it's hard enough losing them then yes uh, you know getting a new one is is a hard it's not just like it's like like you lose your mom and you can just go get a new one
1: yeah, yeah. you can't replace yeah.
13: them you can't really replace them so mm-hmm. we haven't we have not replaced them my brother has a dog yago Uh, uh, golden retriever and you know we feel like that's our dog I mean that'll be enough for now
2: (laughs) yeah I can understand that for a while I just had a chia pet because I couldn't stand making another emotional attachment to a a creature that was like family
13: right that's the thing it's the emotional attachment that goes you know you can't just go out and get a new one Uh, it, it takes a while yeah it sure does
2: Uh, Okay, so tonight, check it out. It is on the Hallmark Channel. It's called A Gunfighter's Pledge. This is the latest from Francesco Quinn with uh, Luke Perry. Anything on the future horizon here?
15: I have uh,
13: uh, the series of The Shield coming out uh, starting September. The Shield starts.
2: Where's that going to air? On FX. FX, that's what I thought. Great channel, by the way. They're doing some fun things over
1: there.
13: They are, they are, and I really play a bad guy on that one.
1: Okay. Do you ever play a good guy?
13: Yes. Do I ever play a good guy? Let me think about it. I just played a good guy, I played a senator uh, uh, opposite Michael Madsen in this last film that I just did that ended last week shooting called uh, Conflict of Interest. And it's about a senatorial race uh, with lots of... Uh, uh, Lots of people taking backhanded money and uh, and uh, bribes, and I uncover all these bribes. I'm staying busy.
2: You're staying busy. We'll look for that, and we'll also link to uh, information about that. But check it out tonight at Gunfighter's Pledge on the Hallmark Channel. We really appreciate Francesco, taking time out of your busy day to join us. Thank you very much. Hang tight for one second, if you will.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Flavacin keeps cartilage
16: tendons and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin.
11: Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavacine, um probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
16: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Listen Listen to the news.
11: Two dogs rescued from a locked car.
10: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at RedCrossStore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi,
16: I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911.
9: Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com proud to be a partner of animal radio
10: did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with safeguard canine dewormer for more information visit www.safeguard.com. that's s-a-f-e-g-u-a-r-d.com
11: who knows what's best for your pets you do you and pet lovers just like you. At zoo you share your experiences with pet products and services, see how other pet lovers rate them, and say what you think about anything related to pets. Best of all, it's absolutely free. And everything you do on zoo earns points to help your local pet shelter or rescue group. That's Z-O-O-T-O-O.com. Zoo2.com, bringing pet lovers together to help pets and each other.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You know,
2: the announcer guy gets on every week. He says, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. But yes. frankly, there's there's hundreds of characters. It's a dream team of animal experts that can help you with your problems or if you just want to say hello. It's all about the animals and, of course, every week we have the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He is exclusive to Animal Radio, and he is Vlade. And, Vlade, i got to ask you a question. You know I'm sure. a, a kitty guy,
3: not, not so much I know a dog. That. I know that. <laughs> if you would like to hear somebody how hell can be sound, hell will be,
8: Hello! Meow!
17: <laughs> That's the hell.
8: <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, okay, how, go ahead. I want to know how can I get my dog to respect me.
3: Let me tell you the five major points What you can do today And or right now To get respect out of your dog In no time Number one Say what you mean And do what you said Be the man of your words Be the lady of action Number two Terminate democracy in your household. The first thing the Vladi comes in American household, he tells them, ah, 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 people, all your problem in this household, because you have too much democracy here. What else you expect from the Russians to tell you guys? <laughs> Number three, terminate your dog's welfare. What does it mean by, by that? Nothing bad. It means, I like when the dogs have a job. As the cats, Cats in Russia is catching the mouses. (laughs) Dogs need to guard And, uh, you know, we don't need to give them something to guard Because in most households, they're already automatically becoming the guard dogs But we need to give them another job to do Which is physical and mental Physical exercise Get your dog in the backyard Make your dog run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth Without stopping After, put the collar on leash Or do off-leash training if you're ready Sit, stay, down, stay, calm 15 minutes, two times per day. All what it takes to get that dog be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Like the tired husbands are the good husbands. Of course, tired old husbands are the good husbands. Not the young husbands is <laughs> the good husbands. Number four, take away privileges. It means if you sleep with you in your in your bedroom in your bed. My, my friends, I always tell my female clients, if I slept with you in your bed, I would not listen to you either, because it's create relationship among equals. Equals do not take authority from another equals. And number five... Retire your dog from the security duty. I just learned, but by allowing your dog to bark in your household as police officer or security officer on duty, you're automatically giving your dog um, sense so they are in charge. And when they're in charge i got to tell you, leaders don't follow followers. Okay, those five
2: tips that blood just gave us, we're going to post them at AnimalRadio.com so you can check them out for your very own self there, your bad self, your big bad self. You can go see those tips right there, AnimalRadio.com. Also, we've been cleaning out the closets here at Animal Radio and uh, because we are moving. We've mentioned this several times. And we put together a big doggy package. If you can tell us what Vlade said earlier, what are the three things that dogs cannot do at one time? What are the three things that dogs cannot do at one time? Call us right now at 1-866-405-8405. Tell us what those things were, and we'll get you that doggy package.
16: Pets have to deal with the new baby, too. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys from VNN, reporting for Animal Radio. Pets are an extension of the family, often a practicing ground for a baby. And there's nothing wrong with all the coddling that comes with that, birthday parties, the special outfits, the spot on the bed, until, of course, the real baby comes home. Bringing baby home to a place where a pet dog or cat has spent time staking out its territory is a serious concern for many new parents. This is especially true if the dog or cat has never been around kids or babies. With cats, the most common thing, they urinate or defecate outside of the box or they do some territorial marking. Most of the time, dogs just want to be involved. One big happy family. They want to check out the baby and they might get a little too rough. Or you could be surprised. The baby might resemble prey because they're not sure if it's human or a little animal. To prevent problems, various humane organizations now teach a dogs to diapers type class. They teach techniques so that the pet gets used to the sounds and smells of a new baby. For cats and dogs, those are the most important senses you should be able to give your dog or cat at least 10 to 15 minutes twice a day of pretty good attention. Play with them and include them in all the other family activities. You might get some baby lotion, put it on your hands and arms, and then play with your dog or cat. That way, the first time the baby comes in, the pets will get the idea that this is going to be an enjoyable situation and it won't be so strange at first. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio.
2: 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. i Hal and Judy and you. And, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard who celebrated his birthday last weekend. What did you do, big guy?
3: Uh, it was a wonderful party with American balloons, you know, all American traditions. And, of course, some Russian traditions, which is caviar and a lot of vodka. Vodka? You know, vodka? Va- vodka. Vodka. You know, vodka, it's a, sorry for Michigan accent, vodka, and, and the right name is Vodka. Okay. okay, vodka. And as a matter of fact, vodka. Yeah, I am, uh, you can list it on the website too. People should know. <laughs> so I, I'm collecting a lot of vodka, vodka from Russia. So when one day I'm going to meet you guys mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Soon it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be soon. We're going to have a great Russian party with you, you know, and the hell will taste all of them and he will be <laughs> so happy. So probably he will go on the floor like, like moving. Going out like a cat going out of the studio after that. And one of the best vodka in Russia or vodka is the Putinka in the Talking of the Russian President Putin. You cannot make the bad vodka in Russia and name it, but, and give it name Putinka. You'll be that dog in no time yeah. if you do that.
2: Do we, do we possibly have a winner here for the big contest here? What are the three wow. things that a dog and a person cannot do? And I got to stress again, At the you, same time. you actually tested this. You actually tested this with your urologist. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Professor who's
17: well. this? This is Ellen. Excuse I'm me? I'm a smoker. My name is Helen. I'm a smoker.
2: Helen. 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 Yeah, you're a smoker.
17: A big fan of the show. Well, Hell, you know that I call you all you. the time. Yeah,
2: I think I think <laughs> we've spoken before, Helen. You
17: the- had to change your number because of me, dollface. You know that. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome <laughs> to the show, Helen.
17: Thank you, doll. Love you. Long-time listener. Short-time attention span.
3: <laughs> me too. You we know, know, know what? You, we you not know, you... know what's the better, to be a smoker or drinker, so it's okay.
17: I mix. I do a little of each. <laughs> well, okay. Depends on the day. Right now, it's uh, it's time for another drink.
3: Oh, it sounds it like washes, me. washes down like the phlegm. It. I like three things. I like a good cigar. I like uh, wonderful vodka, vodka, yes. and a wonderful woman. That's the three things together comes wonderfully. Uh, when we we'll go the- to the Los Angeles, I will invite Hale to the Russian restaurant. We'll have nice. these three things. Uh, I will not take the Judy with me. Well, maybe Helen, maybe Helen can come I was along. I say,
17: it sounds like I a perfect do a double match. I do date. I don't shave my legs. Is that okay?
2: You know what? You sound like you'd be a perfect uh, match for Vlade. You know, I'm just saying. That's what exactly. I'm
17: exactly. saying. Are you single, dollface?
3: face? <laughs> are you asking me? Yes, you face. dollface. face. Okay. okay. You're asking me if I'm single I'm or not. You, are okay. you single, I, yes? I, what is your, I'm right now, currently I do, but what you're shaving, what you're not shaving legs has to do to the, to I'm single or not. I still get it. Hell, could you translate me, please? Yeah, he This says, gentleman uh, has a, uh, has some accent, I, which I don't one. understand.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, who do you want me to translate? Vlade says that uh, apparently if you don't shave uh, your legs, that
3: he's probably not single. Breaker. That's a deal breaker. Okay, face I'll shave for you. I talk right now. Uh, the- it's my show. Okay, sit down. Right. Stay. Yeah, uh, listen in America everybody's uh, kind of crazy about the hair I mean people in this country wants to shave everything they shave their hands they shave their legs their chest their back tell me please help what is the wrong with the nation? why everybody is just you know so afraid of showing the human hair and the body tell me please
2: you know I really don't understand it myself I've actually shaved a heart shape out of the hair on my back and you know some ladies really dig that
3: I dig okay.
17: manscaping.
2: You like manscaping. Manscaping. I love manscaping yes. doll face uh, Helen uh, you, you called yes. to answer about the, yes. the three things that uh, humans and dogs cannot do at the same time do you, do you have any clue there
17: I, I believe I do Al they cannot pee, they cannot chew and they cannot swallow at the same wow. time
3: Wow! you're probably working for FBI For for immigration department, you're gonna go after me. I I watch a lot.
17: I watch. um, I watch a lot of Discovery Channel.
3: Oh boy! Uh, Hell, this guy is dangerous. Just disconnect him. I mean, I made my my pants pee now. He knows everything. He's like Polish man. They think they knows everything. Hell, which
17: dog did you interview to get this information? Who coughed it up? Was this Puffy or was this
3: Lucky? (laughs) <laughs> but, Helen, Helen, we hey, we, thank we can for, do a great show with that man. We need to invite him in Los Angeles too.
1: Vladi, though, I have to tell you, it's not a man.
3: Yeah, this is Helen. Helen.
8: This is smoker. Helen. This is
1: this is
2: Helen. She's a little bit. She has a little bit of a rough voice, but that's. How long have you been smoking now, Helen?
17: Well, I started when I was about seven, and uh, fifty-three. So uh, oh, give or give take well. twenty years. But okay. let me tell you this: I once I was a singer and a dancer.
2: You were a singer and a dancer.
17: And then I lost my voice.
2: Oh, now, Helen, you did hold that on that there that for one, one that second.
17: Edit that in post production. Dolphin,
2: damn straight. You know I will, dolphins. <laughs> lo- you I love. You know what, Helen? I love you a lot. And, love and your i your show, I, baby. I, I got to give you a sloppy kiss. All right.
9: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: I want whatever Dr. Joe's on. Chocolate, <laughs> which is
7: my
1: secret.
2: That's your secret is uh, chocolate, Yeah, okay.
1: We need more chocolate here.
2: one Who's this?
15: Yes, this is Mike.
2: Hey, Mike, how you doing?
15: Oh, just fine.
2: Where are you yeah. calling from today?
15: Uh, Columbus, Ohio today.
2: Columbus, Ohio. You are on with Dr. Jill.
7: Hi, Mike. How are you doing?
15: Oh, just fine. I've got a two and a half year old black lab. She weighs about a hundred pounds. They say she's fairly large for a female.
4: That's pretty big.
15: I tried twice to breed her, uh-huh. and I've used I've used the same dog twice in a row, and she just goes through false pregnancies. I don't know if I'm catching her at the wrong time, and what would be the best time two-catcher or if it's him.
7: <laughs> this sounds like an episode of Desperate Housewives.
15: <laughs> yeah, because she's in right now. She just come in Friday, and this is the last time I want to try because I understand that if you, do, if you don't get them fixed, they'd stand a chance of getting breast cancer and all that. I at least want to get one litter out of her before I do that.
7: Are you um, Why are you? Are you breeding her because you... Um you just want to breed her one time? Are you gonna? Do you show her?
15: No, no, she. Didn't or does pet. she hunt? No.
7: Well, she you ride you around might...
15: in the truck with me.
7: Okay, okay. Well, you might. Um, you know, I have to say this. If I don't say this, then I can't sleep tonight. You might want to consider just spaying her anyway, because there's okay. so many animals out there and they don't have homes. And there's, right. if you go to the local shelter, you'll see a lot of hundred percent pure Labs there. And yes. you know, unless you can make sure that you give, you know, that each. Puppy goes to a home that keeps them forever. You, there's a good chance that they're going to end up in the shelter. But um, spaying a dog also it makes them a lot healthier. They actually recommend to spay them as early as you can. That um, every time they go into heat, there's an increased chance of them having, um, like you said, breast cancer, mammary cancer, um, uterine cancer, and, and other things too. And it makes them a, you know, a better pet. So she's just like a, you know, your sidekick in the truck. Um, it's, you know, it'll make her a better pet if she is spayed, but if you, if you did want to breed her, you know, always, if you're a responsible breeder, the the thing to do is when they're in heat, there's different stages, and if you work with your veterinarian, they actually do cytology, they take a vaginal swab, and they check it under a microscope, and it'll tell you the exact time when it's, it's, you know, right for her to be bred, and they can also evaluate the stud semen, too, to make sure that it's not him, to make sure that he's not you know that he's not infertile and they can check that too and make sure that that's a match but with um with her being so big also um, does she have bad hips by any chance no
15: no she okay. gets around real good She's yeah real
7: yeah, usually, you know, that's, that's a pretty big lab. And so her puppies are probably going to be really big too. Um, bigger labs are, have a tendency to have hip and, um, hip dysplasia, and hip problems. And right. sometimes you don't see it when they're young as they get older. They can have, you know, really, really bad hips. So people that do breed labs, they usually recommend to do, um, an x-ray of their hips too to make sure that they're, You call it OFA certified to make sure that the hips are good because a lot of the bad hips are genetic and they can pass down to the puppies. And it's a good idea to check with the the stud too. But I tell you the easiest thing to do, especially she you know, she she already had two false pregnancies. Um, the easiest thing to do is just get her spayed and just have her as a as a you know, a pal. (laughs) Yeah.
15: That's what she is. She follows me every place I go.
7: She doesn't need to have any babies. She'll she'll it'll take time away from you, you know, when she's a when she's a mother. You want her to be, you know, your sidekick. Well
15: sometimes that'd be a little nice to get away from her.
7: <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta get her a toy. She probably loves toys. The labs love oh, yeah. toys, don't they? Oh, yeah. Get her a toy get her spade and get her a nice toy, name it baby, and she can carry it around with her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you're really lucky being in Columbus. There's a really good vet school there. There's a lot of really good vets out there.
2: Mike, we appreciate your call today. Thank you very much.
8: Okay, thank
2: Thanks. you. 1-866-405-8405. Yes, I think if you walk into any shelter, if there's one predominant dog, it'll be the lab, the black lab.
1: That's right. You know, and a lot of people think that their dog is so special and so great that they want to have babies so that they can share that special dog with everybody. But they don't understand. You're not going to get a duplicate dog. You know, there's you know, no need a lot to have times the babies, babies. are.
7: Got behavior problems. or are crazy or mean. And they're not anything like the mother or exactly. Yeah.
2: 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Jill right now. Hey, welcome back. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. one 405 We'd love to hear from you today. We're celebrating our connection with our pets here, and maybe pets that have passed. We all have had pets that passed. And, you know, they're like children to us. And you should never outlive your children. But, unfortunately, with pets, in most cases, you do. Unless you have a bird or a turtle, which mm-hmm. may outlive you.
1: Yes, those are about the only ones.
2: So, after your pet, your
1: your your dear friend passes,
2: how do you celebrate his life? What are you going to do? You know, for several of the cats, we have uh, frames in the studio with paw prints in them. Mm-hmm. Pictures of them, little tufts of hair. Mm-hmm. But when I heard about this, (laughs) I I definitely had to get one of the founders on the phone. We have Dean Van Beeson. Van Den Beeson. Van Den Beeson. Van Den Beeson. Leave it to me. I will slaughter any name, even my own name.
8: He didn't do too bad there.
2: Dean, you've created a a way to celebrate our pet's life. Please tell listeners what you do.
18: Well, we we can capture um, carbon from either a lock of hair or from cremated remains. We, we capture that carbon uh, through a high-temperature process, um, and then we can create a diamond uh, from the carbon of the lock of hair or the cremated remains.
2: How cool is that? I love that. <laughs> and you can put it in a ring or on a necklace or whatever you want to do with it after that, right? Yeah, most of
18: our clients uh, have uh, have their Life Gem diamonds set in a, in a ring or a pendant. But, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, different things that uh, that people can do.
8: Okay, so
2: it's called life gem. You actually take the remains of, let's say, say my dog. Uh, You would take either cremated remains or, if I wanted to have a regular burial with him, you can actually take a lock of his hair and turn it into a gem, too?
8: Yes. Yeah, there's
18: available carbon uh, either way, whether it's the cremated remains or the lock of hair. Uh, The life gem process can extract the carbon and create the diamond from either one.
1: Does the size of the gem depend upon how much you have to begin with? Would a, would a tuft of hair be smaller gem than, say, the cremated remains?
15: Uh,
18: you know, that, that's not really the big determining factor. It doesn't really take a lot of carbon um, to be able to, to create a diamond. For instance, a, a one-carat finished diamond has 200 milligrams of carbon. Mm. You know, typically, uh, when we're capturing the carbon, we'll end up with, uh, right in the range of two grams, which is quite a bit more than is necessary to create a, you know, uh, even a one-carat diamond. Uh, so uh, really what, what controls the size more than anything is the amount of time that we keep that carbon in the diamond press. The longer it stays under heat and pressure, the larger the diamond we can grow.
1: Now, will it always be clear, or are there different colors? Yeah,
18: we have different colors. Uh, We do offer colorless. Uh, Some people call them colorless. Some people call them white diamonds. It's what we are most familiar with in the jewelry stores. So we can do the colorless. Uh, We also do a a fancy blue diamond, uh, fancy yellow, also known as a canary yellow. Uh, We can also do green and red.
8: Wow. I
2: hear when I cremate... My animals and I get a little container with them. That uh, it's really them and really whatever else was in the in the incinerator at the time. Maybe other animals. It may not be one hundred percent fido. When you do this life Jim, is it one hundred percent fido?
18: Well, um, we have you know an identification system that we use that tracks the the process from start to finish. Now. You know, when you're talking about, you know, cremation that's done, um, you know, at whatever facility is used, um, you know, depending on on the facility and you know, if, if people do their due diligence, you can make sure that, it, you know, that, that they are doing a personal cremation for your pet. Um, you know, not all those facilities out there are the same, and it's, it's pretty important to kind of check into that before you just... You know, kind of have blind faith in that process, but um, we're creating these diamonds uh, from the carbon, you know, that we are extracting from the remains of the pet or the person. Um, we actually do have to use some additional material, some laboratory uh, carbon uh, to to help create the diamond. Sure. Um, and the quality of the carbon that we're extracting varies from one sample to the other. Some samples are better and more pure than others. So, you know, we take it on a case by case basis. The percentage varies, but, uh, the, the, the carbon from, from the pet to the person is in that diamond.
1: Mm. I have to ask, how did you come up with this?
18: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, the idea started with my younger brother, uh, Rusty and, um, he really just kind of stemmed from his own personal issues with mortality uh going back to you know all the way when he was four years old mm-hmm. and uh you know he he became aware of his own mortality at a at an early age and uh, you know it's something that he came to accept as he as he grew older but uh the one thing that he never would accept he just didn't like the idea of being buried. Uh, and really didn't like the idea of just having his ashes put in an urn, so he, he uh-huh. kind of spent his entire life trying to think of something that would make him feel better about his own mortality, and uh, he came up with this idea, just started researching on, uh, you know, what what the body, the makeup, uh, the chemical makeup of the human body, and, and uh, one thing that we all have in common is that, you know, carbon is the building block of all living things, and um, Diamonds are made from carbon, so his research oh. led him to, uh, to this idea that, you know, if we could create a, a diamond keepsake, you know, using the, the carbon from the remains or a lack of hair, that that's actually something that made him feel more comfortable with his own mortality. And uh, so it just, uh, just kind of came, the idea came from, you know, personal issues.
1: Are these diamonds, are they as valuable as regular diamonds? I mean, if I took one to a pawn shop or something, am I going in with a quality diamond?
18: Yes, yes, you're going in with a quality diamond and you know it, it takes a high level of sophistication really to be able to tell the difference between a laboratory created diamond, mm-hmm. which which is what a life gem is, and uh, a diamond that comes from the earth, a natural diamond. Um, the, the, the basic uh, physical characteristics are the same, same hardness, same fire, same luster. There are some tests that, that can detect the difference between uh, a laboratory created diamond and a and a natural diamond, but someone like a pawn shop probably wouldn't have the sophistication to be able to tell the difference.
2: No, so, you wouldn't want to. This is mostly a sentimental thing, anyway. Yeah, 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 but I'm just curious
1: to see what kind of quality a diamond is. It a real well, diamond? It's high quality,
2: but if it's it's a high quality diamond,
18: it's made from the carbon of, let's say, it's your pet. Um, then you know, it's it's really the value is a personal value and a sentimental value.
2: How much does something like this cost?
18: Well, it ranges from twenty seven hundred dollars and can go as high as twenty five thousand dollars, depending on size and depending on color.
1: What's the largest ring that you do? How many carats?
18: Well, the largest that we've done so far is just over two carat.
1: What uh, What kind of clientele do you find are
2: mostly patronizing you?
18: You know, I would say mostly women. Uh, you know, for obvious reasons, they're they're more comfortable with diamonds and more comfortable with jewelry, Um, but, uh, you know, we see all, you know, situations in terms of, you know, people doing this, obviously, for their pets, men and women, um, uh, you know, children uh, from their parents, parents from their children, you know, every scenario you can imagine. But, um, you know, it's it's primarily, you know, the, the majority of our clients are women, you know, Like I say, just because they're, I think, more comfortable with diamonds in general, Mm -hmm. more familiar with diamonds.
2: What a great way to celebrate the life of an animal, a very unique way to do that. Life Gem is what it's called. The website is lifegem.com. The phone number, 866-LIFE-GEM. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Dean, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for this great
6: idea. My pleasure.
8: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: You're listening to Animal
6: Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
15: Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. (laughs) It's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals.
10: Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K-90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year.
11: And that's it?
10: Yep. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections.
11: This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Zoo2.com, where pet lovers share opinions on anything related to pets, and everything you do earns points to help pet shelters and rescue groups. That's Z-O-O-T-O-O dot com, bringing pet lovers together to help pets and each other.
10: Hey! You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com.
2: Animal Radio is brought to you by Flavison. Flavison improves joint function in dogs, keeping cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible in the body of aging animals. To find out more about this breakthrough formula, visit www.yourolderdog.com. Listen to the news.
11: Two dogs rescued from a locked car.
10: Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman
6: saved a cat today.
10: Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. Or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets.
4: I'm Susie Kurtz, and I'm listening to Animal Radio. And you should really check out the Farm Sanctuary website, farmsanctuary.org. First taker. (laughs) One take.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
2: And if you're following the script at home, we're on page 442, is that right? there. <laughs> you know, we've had, uh, in the last five years, we've had legends, we've had celebrities, we've had icons of all sorts on these airwaves. But for the first time, I'm actually nervous.
1: <laughs> and why is that, Hal?
2: Because our next guest, well, she's a hottie. Uh. I, I got to say, I have a little crush on her, and I do watch the program because she's very attractive, but I also learn a little bit, too. We bring to the airwaves Victoria Stillwell. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing?
5: Hello. I'm fine, thank you.
2: Where are we calling you today?
5: Um, I'm in England at
2: the moment. The show, uh, which which I watch religiously, it's Me or the Dog on Animal Planet, an awesome show. And uh, I'm sure you've been told this before, uh, and this may be showing my age, but you remember the Robert Palmer Addicted to Love video?
5: Yes, I do. <laughs> you look like
2: has anyone said you look like you're straight out of that there?
5: No, you know what, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Okay,
2: coming up this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on CBS, there's a, a new show, it's called The Greatest American Dog, and you're a judge on that show, right?
5: I am, okay. yep.
2: What can you tell us about it?
5: Well, it is, um, I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a fantastic show, and It's it's 12 pairs, an owner and their dog, and they're living in a house together. Um, and they have to complete a series of tasks. And basically, the, the, the last person, the last pair left, wins the title of the greatest American dog. What
2: kind of tasks are these?
5: Oh, we have everything from um, major stunt work to agility to um, courage challenges to uh, painting to all sorts of things where the dogs are put through... Um, various tasks as well. And it depends on, you know, we're really sort of judging on owner-dog relationship and the way that these two tackle these sometimes really difficult challenges together.
1: What type of dogs will we see?
5: You'll see, I mean, you'll see, gosh, everything from a boxer to um, a mixed breed, a Britney Spaniel, a bulldog. British Bulldog,
8: uh-huh.
5: oh gosh, so, so many, Boston Terrier, so many fantastic breeds of dogs here. Uh, and of course, it's the, the owners as well that really, really make it ultra-colorful.
2: How many were did you pick these 12 teams that are competing? How many auditioned? How did they get involved?
5: Well, I think, I mean, the, the word was spread all over the United States, so they come from everywhere. Uh, and I think, literally, I think it was in the thousands that turned up to audition for the show. Um, but uh, what, what I think the, the people, and I wasn't at the auditions because I don't actually see any of the people until they're doing the, the challenges in front of us. Uh-huh. So the judges didn't know anything about anybody. We just were judging on the actual performance that we saw. But um, I think they wanted people who would be able to coexist and wanted dogs that would be able to co- coexist in a house together um, and really be up for the challenge because it was tough. When you watch the program, this is this is no easy task.
2: Who's judging with you?
5: Uh, my fellow judges were Alan Resnick, and he is the editor of Dog World and Dog Fancy magazine, and also Wendy Diamond, who is a hilarious woman. She is the um, has a magazine called Animal Fair magazine, and um, she's based in New York. So it was the three of us together, which and I think was a great combination because we're very very different characters, as you will see. And sometimes that makes for quite an entertaining um, mix.
2: <laughs> so, are you the Simon Cowell?
5: You know, yes, I suppose I am. I mean, I think I'm the same as I am on my programme. I'm very direct, okay. Uh, and but I, I, there's also a lot of positive stuff that that I give. But no, no, people better not cross me. So you're going to see some some quite interesting situations where maybe uh, some of the contestants don't actually agree with some of what the judges say. And there are a few fireworks, and that's why I think this program is going to be so interesting, (laughs) because it's not just for people who like dogs. It's for people who love these kind of reality programs, because you're going to see so much of what goes on in human relationships as well as in dog relationships
2: and the big bounty is what a uh, quarter of a million dollars huh
5: quarter of a million dollars i mean people you know when people get together for the first time their their real characters don't come out and then when they've been together for a while then i think the, sort of the barriers come down and you see how they really tick and then when they're playing for a quarter of a million dollars then then the true characters come out
1: Oh, yes. it Sounds like fun.
5: It is fun. I have to say it is fun. It was a great program to work with, um, uh, you know, to, to work on, great people to work with. And the dogs themselves, I mean, you know, these dogs were amazing dogs. And the good thing about it, they're not show dogs. These dogs are just everyday, regular dogs.
2: And I like that. It's so rare that you see regular dogs like that put together on TV, unless it's like on a program like It's Me or the Dog. Now, is there going to be another season of that? Are you coming to the U.S.? Yes, I am. I heard little birdie told me you might be coming to the U.S.
5: I am coming to the U.S. We're starting filming um, in... july and uh i think it starts to air on animal planet in september we have 20 episodes we're shooting here in the the u.s so i'm really really excited are you
2: excited about coming to the u.s leaving home there
5: um, I actually live in Georgia, so um, I, I uh, um, my family live in England, but I also have a lot of family over in, in Georgia as well. So.
2: That's really a Georgia accent that you have. A lot of people <laughs> confuse that with an English accent, right?
5: <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, love, I just love living there. I, I love the whole lifestyle of it. I love the weather. Um, and um, I mean, I, I, I live in Atlanta because it's easy for me to get everywhere. But it's also been really fantastic for me to be able to see kind of dog ownership, the, the way that uh, dog owners here are, are in Britain and the way they're over in America. So all I say is watch out, America, because here I come.
2: Yeah. So you'll be a uh, bicontinental. You'll go back and forth. Is that correct? Uh,
5: yes, yes, I do. I mean, as I said, my main home base is in Georgia, but but I but I will be travelling, and and I have done for about three years between Britain and America, and I love America very much. Um, and you know, I'm very much into the rescue world. I work with a wonderful rescue shelter called Paws Atlanta in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that really is the, the, the sort of the basis of what I do.
2: Dogs are pretty much the same worldwide, but do you notice that there might be more problems in the U.S. than England uh, with behavior problems because we just like to pamper our animals too much? <laughs> uh,
5: you know what? It's funny you should ask me that because I think what I have noticed is there there are more cases of leash aggression in the U.S. The reason being is Britain, um, Britain's leash laws are much more relaxed. So in most public parks, dogs will be off the lead. Um, And, you know, in America, where the leash laws are stronger and dogs have to be on the lead, that causes a lot of frustration. We call it barrier frustration with dogs. uh, Dogs aren't unable to greet each other as easily. Um, It's much harder for a dog to greet when they're on the leash rather than when they're off the leash because they're sort of tied to the owner, as it were, and they sort of lose the ability to act naturally. Mm. So I think uh, I have seen... Um, more cases of leash aggression in Uh, America.
1: How did you start out to be a dog trainer? You kind of fell into it. You didn't start out to do that specifically, did you?
5: No, I started out as an actor. um, And... Always as an actor, you have to have a second string to your bow. So I started a dog walking business. Yeah, You know, it's a, it's a difficult business. So I started uh, a dog walking business. And from there, I met a load of behaviorists and trainers and became really fascinated in what made dogs tick and how the humans could have amazing relationships with a completely different species. And I began, I began to become fascinated with the whole world of it. So I gradually, over the years, Um, left the acting behind and did dog training full time and I'm very glad I did because I think it's one of the most rewarding professions you can do
2: well now you've melded them perfectly
5: yes and I never intended to do that Um, (laughs) but uh, I was very much I'm very much into the idea of getting the the whole sort of the reward based training message out to people because for so long traditional trainers we've been training our dogs with more dominant theory and you have to be dominant over the dog and get the dog to obey you make dogs submissive to, to, towards you and actually we found that it's it's much better for the dog much better for the owner if you can train the dog to do something for you because it wants to and not because it's being made to So, And this isn't a new message. This is a message that's been out there for a very long time, Mm -hmm. but the general person doesn't really know about it. So um, I I see it as my responsibility in these programs to be able to spread the word that training your dog in a positive way is all about fun and play and not about dominance and submission.
2: Very good. Oh, boy. I
1: wish we... Yeah, go ahead. What kind of pets do you have at home?
8: Yeah.
5: Um, I have a uh, five-year-old rescue chocolate Labrador called Sadie. And a rescued cat. We got her from in New York about seven years ago, called Angelica. And we have two fish. And um, I wanted to get a snake too, but I don't think my husband was too happy about that.
1: <laughs> you wanted the snake?
5: Yes. Like my 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 little girl. I have a four-year-old, and she is fascinated with reptiles. So I just wanted to get a smaller, a a, a small kind of snake. I know nothing about snakes, <laughs> but I have friends who who have them. And they're very responsible snake owners. So, uh, yeah, maybe, but there might be a few arguments in the household before uh, before I can get a snake in there. There you go. We'll see.
2: <laughs> Victoria, we thank you for spending time with us today. Of course, I encourage everyone to check out Greatest American Dog. It's on CBS, yes, CBS Thursday at 8 p.m. Of course, links to everything you hear on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. We'll link to more information about Greatest American Dog. Victoria, we look forward to seeing a lot more of you in, uh, well, the next coming year.
5: Thank you so much. I'm I'm very honored to be on this program. And, uh, yeah, everybody watch it because I really think you're going to have a good time.
6: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
12: Dogs or cats, horse or emu are people too. Is your dog happiest when splashing around in a pool? Dog trainer Steve Dell says dog owners with pools should pool proof their pets. He teaches dog owners how to train their dog to get out of the pool, saying a dog would naturally swim to shore in a lake, but make it confused in a pool. They have to be taught where the stairs are. It sounds like a simple idea, but a dog can drown while panicking trying to get out of the pool. Dell suggests leading your dog into the pool by the stairs, then encouraging him to come back to you using the stairs to get out of the pool. It's also important to keep the pool gate closed to prevent accidental falls. For pets and humans alike, safety is an important part of having fun in a pool. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
14: Hello, this is Don Louise, and you're
15: listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back.
2: Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet.
19: This is an Animal Radio News update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. A man in Bridgeport, Connecticut has been charged with assault with a deadly weapon after he ordered his pet to attack two police officers. Luckily for the cops, the nine-foot-long python didn't obey. Officers were responding to a domestic dispute when the reptile fan ordered his albino python to get them. It didn't. the cops got him and the snakes now at Bridgeport's animal shelter. A British dog breeder has had a lucky escape after a gang of thieves stole seven Staffordshire Bull Terriers in a terrifying machete attack. One of them had earlier pretended to be a potential buyer. Helena Barty thought she'd never see the five pups nor their parents again, but incredibly police were able to rescue one of the pups after intercepting the gang's attempt to sell it for $2,000 at a railway station. Unsuspecting buyers had responded to an internet ad, and there are now grave fears that the remaining Staffies might be sold for fighting. Folk living in the city of Helena West Helena in Arkansas are furious their community has gone to the dogs and they blame their local mayor. Why? Because Mayor James Valley decided that the city's animal shelter wasn't good enough and that the strays it housed would be better off in the wild. So he released 10 dogs into a nearby forest. Animal lovers around the world have condemned Mayor Valley's actions, while locals living near the forest say they've already seen some of the dumped animals, and they're frightened that the now-starving dogs might attack. And An American woman has lived through every new mum's worst nightmare. She was woken by her baby crying and found a 30-centimeter snake wrapped around her seven-month-old daughter's leg. Kari Abartamaco was visiting relatives in New York State when the close encounter occurred. Animal control officers later identified the reptile as a non-venomous California kingsnake. Speaking of weird creatures, a fair dinkum unicorn has been found in Italy. It's actually a deer with a single horn instead of two horns, but the yearling, born in a research centre near Florence, is rapidly becoming a celebrity, thanks largely to the long-standing myth that unicorns have magical healing powers. And a lot of women swear by the healing power of facials to look their best, but the newest rage in skincare is is, um, quite frankly, a little gross. It's called the geisha facial. And the special ingredient which supposedly exfoliates dead skin cells is, uh, in fact, bird droppings nightingale poo to be exact. Apparently the geisha facial is now the latest big thing in New York City where one day spa customer claimed the results were much better than getting microdermabrasion. Certainly brings new meaning to getting faced. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information go to pettalkradio.com.au This has been an Animal Radio news
11: update. Get more at animalradio.com.
2: Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. All the buttons. Where are all the buttons? Do we press the right buttons? We're moving studios, and uh, so all your buttons. All my are... buttons are in different places. You used to know where all my buttons were. I used to were. be able to push
1: all your buttons. Yes, can't do
2: that anymore. Some are over here, some are over there, and some are hidden right there. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to the world famous Russian dog wizard. That, of course, is uh, Vlade live link to Michigan, where it is uh, summer setting in there.
3: Yeah, today is a good sun, but you know what? I am uh, all my intentions and all my desire already go away from the Michigan, not because I don't like the Michigan, I love the people, I, they, I've i done a lot on the state, and the people loves me, people know on the streets, but it became too tight for the Vladi in Michigan, Vladdy is wants to do more, Vladi has full intentions to move to the entertaining, entertaining, entertainment capital of America, which is uh Around L.A.
2: Around L.A., so, Hollywood, sometimes it's Santa Monica, sometimes it's the Valley, it really depends. But uh, we do know that you're on the Woman's Lifestyle magazine this week, and a big picture on the front page. And this really indicates, between that and Animal Radio, that you are ready for bigger and better things.
3: I am, I am. And hopefully you're going to put this uh, listed that uh, cover on uh, my page on Animal Radio. We'll that, do that. Um, Oh, thank you, thank you, because I think people need to see my face and know who they are speaking with sometimes or who are they are listening, and maybe you know it will when the people look in my bright eyes it's gonna create more trust and more understanding, and people will understand. That is why when the Vladi talks, and
2: you're you're gay. also a very attractive man, too, I might want to say, for the women that want to check out the picture. If I was gay, as I had mentioned before, I would be <laughs> all over you. Now, last, uh, last oh hour, eyes. we learned <laughs> that, uh, that that dogs can't pee, chew, or swallow at the same time. And the same thing with humans. Uh, and that's the kind of things that you'll learn right here on Animal Radio with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I know the phones are ringing off the hook. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Uh,
14: my name is Ed. Ed? Yeah.
2: Where are you calling from, Ed?
14: I'm uh, actually out in Northern California today. I'm a truck driver.
2: Well, Ed, I hope you have a dog problem that we can help you with. I know, Vlade, he's never, ever failed. He always succeeds.
14: Russians okay. never fail Well, I, I've got an issue uh, with my dog that rides in the truck with me. Okay, she's, go ahead, uh, Ed. She's a truck uh, approximately two-year-old Blue Heeler.
3: Excuse me, could me you tell out. again?
14: Uh, she was about a year old. Ed, when what? I, when?
2: What kind of dog again? Queensland?
14: Queensland Blue Heeler, Australian Cattle Dog. Oh, okay. Uh,
8: okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
14: she was about a year old when I found her. I picked her up along the freeway.
3: Oh, I believe it.
14: Uh, okay. So uh, she is. Becoming so go ahead. well-mannered, the- but she is obsessive about food, and I would like... I mean, she will steal food off the table, off the dash of the truck. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to teach her to not eat anything that I don't give her.
3: Okay, what about the dog food? Is she greedy either? Uh,
14: no, no. she I, I, I keep her... Uh, I feed her a premium lime and rice kibble. Her dish uh-huh. is full. She eats once a day or maybe okay, twice that,
3: so the problem what you have she's stealing the food uh, from any anywhere from your truck yes uh or
14: home she left a prime
3: rib roast right off the kitchen counter at christmas time <laughs> 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 it's remind me never story people america Never my story it's like a, a guy came home after second shift 10 11 o'clock in the night and uh, his little dog he just she just made the dinner for him and the dog stole it and grabbed it and basically was in the corner and the wise, wise Wife, which is dog, basically his wife was uh, sleeping, and he was scared to wake you up because he knows she's she gonna kick his butt too, and he was afraid to, to grab his ribs back from the dog because dog was growling at him. So he called me and said, I just, and, you know, just came came home, couldn't eat it, and just jumped back to sleep, and I was hungry, you know, and he was so mad about this. Okay, uh, how so? How can I help you? So let put. So you wanna stop your dog from stealing the items? Yes. Yes, yeah. yeah, okay. There is a two things happening is here the dog can still in your presence. And the dog can steal in your absence. When the dog steals in your presence, it means it has a, no respect to you whatsoever. I mean, the dogs would never steal the thing which belonged to the leader, to the alpha in their presence. Now, when the dog, when you are not around, all bets are off, and it has nothing to do to respect. And uh, some dogs, I mean, maybe you were giving food scraps uh, before the dog got you know, got this love that taste human food is. I guess much delicious than the dog's food now you need to put something bitter taste on uh, that dog uh, on on the products or on the dog food uh, human food which you are living around so I like to do um, I like to do setup you can do setup depends on situation if it's truck or it's your home in a couple of ways you can do for instance um there is a product called by name um uh, Scott. So what it is, these? Basically you can type on Google or Yahoo, uh, compressed air, um, boundary protection. What it is, It's a very cheap, you can put, uh, on the counter and the docker approach to the counter or to the table. It's a meat spray of compressed air. Like, you know, and the dog jumps backs off, you okay. can put some black paper pepper excuse me, black pepper on the piece of the sandwich sandwich or uh, Hot dog, or barbecue, or something, whatever, whatever is left over. Um, black, not the red. You can use the red, also red paper. And uh, you know, if your dog is sensitive enough to that, they're gonna hate it and just stay away from that products uh, from the human food. So the only thing your dog needs to learn in this situation: the human, human food doesn't taste right that's all what they need to learn a couple of times and that's it now at the worst case scenario if nothing works uh, especially in the home environment use the product by name scatmat scatmat it is a kind of a, a clear uh, plastic thing which is almost invisible like um, uh, how say it properly? I always confuse this. Sh- 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 like not the sh. Okay. Thank you. She. She. I always confuse it. You know. Uh So put it on the floor, and it uh, has a better operatable. It's a uh, create like static unpleasant, not like shock or something, but create like a static unpleasantness if the if the dog is stepping on it, and put it on the floor, to, uh, around the area you would like to protect. So the dog approaching and put the, put the burger put something or hot dog or something, uh, at the table. The dog approach, feels not pleasant, backs off, and, uh, here is how you do it a couple of times. And like I said, another approach would be to put something unpleasant. Another, in another in great thing you can use the substance by name MSM. You can get it from a health food store. MSM. That is organic sulfur. Gonna be very helpful for your dog, especially for joints. A lot of people take them themselves, like me, um, to stay healthy, that um, it has a very bad taste. You can sprinkle on top of it. The dogs hate it. Um, that's that's the best you can do. Okay, my friend?
14: Okay, I'll give it a shot. I have MSM, and uh, I'll try the other things, too. I appreciate it very much.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for your call. Thank you.
1: And if you want to speak to Vlada, you can call eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now.
16: Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavacin.
11: Concerning my dog, Zodiac, I started her on the Flavacine, um probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be leaving her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well.
16: To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com.
6: Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together,
9: we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Have you seen the latest Bandablings?
2: Don't know what a Bandabling is? Bandablings are a classy, new way to wear the old classic pet bandana. Adorned with beautiful jacquard dreams, embroidered up and whimsical charms, Bandablings are the only pet bandana with a unique adjustable snap closure. Just snap on, snap off, and go. No more ties or Velcro. Check out www.bandabling.com to find a retailer near you. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do
10: without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you.
2: It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets every weekend as we do. I don't know if you can hear the snoring in the background. During that last break, you could hear it. Boog the Studio Cat. Snoring in the background I thought it
7: was um I thought it was you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't me a one eight six six very
7: manly snore it,
2: it is a very manly snore. <laughs> Hi, who's this? This is Linda Hi, Linda. how you doing?
4: I'm doing very well, thank you.
2: Where are you calling from today?
4: uh today I'm in Alabama. <laughs> Where are you at in Alabama? I'm at a trailer repair place, getting my trailer repaired. So I'm Uh-oh. down down south on the coast, just crossed over the state line.
7: Oh, okay. Over by Mobile, right?
4: Right, right. Yeah.
7: If you go north of Mobile a little bit, there's a really great outlets area. <laughs>
4: <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about my chihuahua. She is 15 years young. She uh-huh. has a luxating patella.
8: Uh-huh.
4: She has arthritis. She has a bad back and she also has small internal organs like a small liver. Uh huh. And right now the vet has her on Trevacor for her arthritis. Uh-huh. And she seems to be not getting better on this medicine. I was wondering if there's anything more that I could do for her to make her feel better. She, does she travel around with you in a
7: truck? oh she hates to travel <laughs> is she on any other medication no this
4: is the only medication
7: she is on well um, you know what she's got you know as you know she's got multiple problems going on and, and they're all very right. they're very painful problems um, and with her age, she's probably not a candidate for any kind of surgical repair. So what your veterinarian's doing is just giving some medication to help with the pain. Um, mm-hmm. the good news is, is there's a variety of pain medication out there. And, you know, what, I, you know, if you try one medication and it doesn't seem to be helping her very much, you may want to talk to your vet and switch to another one. And with her age, too, I would, in her, you no know, problem with her organs it's always a good idea to have her blood work you know drawn while she 's on this medication because it's going to be a chronic medication she's going to be on for you know, forever pretty much. So you want to make sure that she's, you know, her blood work is checked before she started and, you know, and probably every six months just to make sure everything remains healthy. You know, if this one doesn't seem to be working and she's been on it for about, you know, two to four weeks or so, it's a good idea to go back to your vet and then maybe, you know, ask your vet to switch to something else. And they may want to, you know, put her on something a little bit stronger. And some things you can do for her to make her comfortable, of course, is, you know, make sure she has a, you know, heated heat on the joints helps too. So giving her like a heating had may help, um, something nice and soft and try to keep her as comfortable as she can, you know, little things like that can help. There were some, um, herbal medications that some people will recommend. You know, it's one of those things, there's not really science behind it, but anytime you give any medication, your pet, you want to make sure you talk to your vet, but there's products like glucosamine that's been shown to help with, um, with arthritis. And even in people, I know a lot of people that use it. What they say it does is it helps cartilage repair itself and promotes healing of cartilage. So it may be something you might consider. And and talk to your vet about maybe putting her on that as well as putting on a new um, pain medication. And a little exercise is good, but just not too much with her. I mean, you know, she's, you know, you think of her as a senior citizen. You want to make sure that she's kept nice and and comfortable. Give her everything that she loves. Treat her really well.
4: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your assistance today.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Have fun in Alabama. <laughs>
4: Thanks a lot. It's <laughs> a warm down here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Linda. one 405 8405
3: Hey, this is
16: Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Pets think and feel, but maybe not exactly as we do. When you think about it, we have no problems recognizing animals' emotions or that many of their emotions are similar to ours. Why, then, do some people think animals have no feelings or thoughts? Well, I think it's important to note they don't always have our feelings or our thoughts. Just like we have different physical abilities, we humans cannot smell scent like a dog or see in low light like a cat, it would be incorrect to assume that animals have the same feelings in a particular circumstance as we would have. By placing human motives onto animals, you really can cause potential misunderstandings. Dogs are often judged to be guilty when they cower because you're standing over them chastising them for soiling the carpet. But this is not guilt, it's an expression of fear and submission in a reaction to your anger. We're coming to learn that the mind-body split is a myth. Health and disease affect mental processes which in turn affect health and disease. Chronic unresolved anxiety, for example, can harm your pet's health. Likewise, health problems can dramatically affect an animal's behavior. Look into their eyes and you'll see what others, blinded by their beliefs, have missed. And that is that animals have emotions as real and significant as our own. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
0: Celebrating our connection with our pets.
16: From all across
0: the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We'll go back to the phones in just a second with Dr. Jill
2: at 1 866 405 8405. I want to remind you there's lots more on animalradio.com. We are streaming online 24 7. At animalradio.com. You can get your latest pet news there. You can also email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Our toll-free lines, they're open up all week at 1-866-405-8405. Now this hour's on-call vet is Dr. Jill. Who's this?
20: Hi, my name is Bill.
2: Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today?
20: Um, happen to be outside of St. Louis, but I live in Maryland.
2: Are you a truck driver? Yes, I am. Okay, so you're on the road delivering, making some money, working the job today. How can we help you?
20: I'd, actually, I'd like Doctor Jill's opinion on the raw diet for dogs. What she thinks about it.
7: Hi, Bill. Um, do you have a dog or a cat?
20: I've got uh, three Bernese Mountain dogs, a Chow, and a an Lap mix.
7: Oh, if you're going to make a raw diet, you're going to be spending a lot of time at the grocery store, huh? With those <laughs> big dogs. Yeah. Well,
20: my wife does, yes. <laughs>
7: okay. Well, you know, raw diets have been recommended by a lot of um, pet enthusiasts for many years and there's a lot of health claims out there, there's a lot of information on the internet you've got to be real careful when you read things on the internet but a lot of people love it, they stand by it, they, they've given it to their dogs for years and think it works great um, but if you look at what the veterinary nutritionists say, and these are people that are experts in veterinary nutrition um, their response about raw food diets is that they don't recommend it, and the reason why is there's no scientific evidence behind it with pet food, every pet food you see on the market has to go through um, nutritional studies to make sure it has an adequate nutrition for the dog or cat. And with a raw diet, it doesn't go through that. And the other problem is, too, is if you're making your own diet, you may not give your pet something that's nutritionally complete. There may be too much protein in it, not enough carbohydrates in it. So there's, there's some errors that a pet owner can do when they do this. You know, I wouldn't recommend it because veterinary nutritionists don't recommend it, but I do understand that people do use it, and they love it, and they think it works great. Um, if you do choose to do a raw diet, I would definitely work with your, your local vet school and speak to a nutritionist there, and they can actually give you a formulated diet to make your own diet at home, and that way you're giving your animals something that's complete.
2: You're on the road a lot. Do you have time? I mean, how would you make a raw diet? You'd make it at home and then package it and take it with you?
20: Well, I don't bring the dogs with me because oh. I smoke and I'm not allowed to smoke around the dogs.
8: Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> well, you shouldn't
7: smoke at all. You need to stop smoking, too. I, I know yeah.
20: that. Yeah. But my wife mm-hmm. has strict rules. and We well, you know it, the patch wife, works really well. I tried it. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did that
8: work for you?
7: No, I've it never smoked. Work. My father smoked, and uh, he used it, and it worked. Okay.
20: Yeah. Well, my wife does do the the uh, raw diet. She does two breakfast mixtures. One is, and she switches them every other day. One is a a root mixture, and the other is more of a a leaf mixture. I call it a big bowl of slop, <laughs> um, <laughs> with, with with raw meat put on top of it. Actually, very little ground beef. It's usually chicken, turkey, or pork. Um, and then I think she does fish one day, which is the morning I can't stand because they all, all the dogs walk around with fish breath. <laughs> and, then for, and then for dinner, um, they eat raw chicken. Okay. And I was just, I know a lot of vets don't like the diet. Some vets do like the diet. And we seem to have pretty good luck with it, especially with our Bernese Mountain Dogs. Um, if you're f- familiar with that breed, they don't have the best yeah, they're lifespan. Huge. They're very cancer prone. Um, mm-hmm. And... We had one that just died before Christmas at age 11. I've got another one that's going to be 11. The, yeah, I've got another one. My mail's going to be 11 the end of end of July. So like I said, I was just trying to get your personal opinion on it. I, I heard the show the other day when I was driving down the road. I'd never heard the show before on the radio, on the XM, and I uh-huh. listened to it. And uh, I did enjoy your comments. Um, but like I said, I was just trying oh, to get a, yeah. a another opinion of it. For my own edification, more than anything else. I mean,
7: you're from Philadelphia.
20: No, I, I live just north of uh, Baltimore, Maryland.
7: Oh, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you um, if you call your well, the local vet school in Maryland is actually Virginia, Maryland, which is Blacksburg, Virginia yeah. Tech. If you call yep. them, you can actually speak to an extension agent, and um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a free service at all vet clinic or veterinary colleges offer, and then you can ask them directly and, and have the nutritionists give you sort of some guidelines on how to create a nutritionally balanced diet. But if you have two dogs that are you know 11 years old and those giant breeds, you're doing something right. You just want to be careful could- though because feeding them this you know the raw you know chicken could be a problem with salmonella and, and other type of bacteria.
20: Right, right. Well, dogs can't get salmonella, but the, the humans can.
8: You know, well, they're, I know they're that. more
7: resistant to it. But if they're aged and they have a little bit of immune com- um, compromise, they could.
8: Mm-hmm. But yeah.
7: um, they're considered to be more resistant than people are. But they still possibly could. And the, you know, a couple of things can make them a little more um, resistant. You know, um, be more likely to develop problems.
20: Right. Thank you, Bill, okay. for your what calls. Does you,
7: what does your wife make you for dinner?
20: Um, leftovers.
9: This is yes. Animal. 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 Animal Radio Radio
8: <laughs> Network. Network.